Hey, 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 what's up? It's Brian. I am here. I am back on Street Fight. I am, uh, uh, took a week off last week. It was, let me tell you something. I mean, I wanted, I, I promised on the basement show with Amber this week that I would talk a little bit about the uh i that i would talk a tiny bit about like um my vacation which i don't it's one of those things that's really weird when you do the kind of job that i do where like things you want to say you want to be honest with the listeners and i i always i want to be honest with with all of you but i also people in my family you know I don't want to hurt their feelings you know what I mean um and I love my brother and my sister dearly and there is in no way in no possible way am I is this a a reflection on my brother and sister um but I went on vacation to Gatlinburg Tennessee um not my choice, but I I sort of made the decision that I've been on the road plenty. I I I have seen enough cities. I have uh, uh Jason, you can mute yourself. I can hear you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was distracting. Sorry, sorry, everybody. You can't hear him. I could hear him. <laughs> so. They go, they go, let's go to fucking Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And I'm like, um, it is not near Gallatin. Yeah, right. Uh, y'all, y'all right, dude said, is that close to Gallatin? If it was close to Gallatin, I wouldn't be about to say what I'm about to say. Uh, because I've been hanging out with, you know, friends that I really like. Uh, Mike and JF. Uh, JF on Shocktober last week with Tom Likas. Mike on Shocktober this week. With dog bone or with dog boner, with uh, talking Bob and Tom, um, I love those guys, and I would drive down there and and have fun hanging out with those guys. It would be great. Uh, but no, my family, you know, they like this place. They like Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I went a year ago uh, during COVID. We didn't do anything. We kind of were out running around. Uh, or not, we were like kind of hiking, but hanging out in a hotel because it was still a little squirrely with COVID and stuff like that. We didn't want to, you know, we didn't want to risk anything. And, and it was just, you know, we just went out there and we spent time in what I perceived to be nature. I, uh, I got there. I found it to be an incredibly beautiful place. Um, and I was just like, all right, so yeah, let's go. You know, I've been to most major cities in, in the United States, right? Like, I, I, I've been to New York. I've been to, like, there used to be this thing with me when it came to going on vacation. I didn't want to fucking go to some tourist place because, you know, I'd been to Hilton Head and the Outer Banks like six times, but not New York or fucking 
anywhere in Texas or LA or fucking Oklahoma City or anywhere in Florida or Atlanta. You know what I mean? I'd never been to these places that were incredible um, or that were bigger cities that, you know, you hear people talk about and stuff like that. And just places I had wanted to see. Um, I said, I'll never go to another tourist place again until I've seen enough of the country that I'm satisfied. Well, I felt as though I was extremely satisfied. You know, uh, I liked Oklahoma city. Uh, I liked Texas and, and, and L you know, I love Los Angeles and, and Seattle and Portland. I love it. I love the country. I love, well, the actual physical world, not the United States of America. Um, so I have let my guard down and recently decided, okay, you know, I'm going to go on a family vacation. My family wants to go to this place, this, this, this Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Uh, I'll go. You know what I mean? Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Let's be a good brother. This is a place that they love. This is a place I've never been. Let's go. So I uh, uh, jump in my car, drive there, um, spend the first night there. And I'm like, I go to Publix, first of all, which Publix, hey, top tier store. If you don't have a Publix in your area, that's too bad. I fucking love Publix. I have been... uh, uh, a booster of their, their subs are incredible. I wish I could get Publix in Ohio, their subs. Maybe I'll have somebody mail me some or something like that. Or I'll just make my own sandwiches. I'm pretty good at that too. Um, so uh, we stop at the Publix, we get there, we spend the night hanging out. I bought a special Lego set to do while I was on vacation, which is, you know, that's a nice little thing for me. I'll just sit here and, and do the, the Lego shit and, and play around with the Legos that I had, the vacation Legos. And um, it's pretty nice. Uh, the next day, my daughter. Okay, so the next day we get there. Um, the next day we were there, uh, uh, we just hang out at the cabin. And it was great. You know, I'm playing with my vacation Legos again. My, you know, the wife is smoking a joint everybody's like having just a great time you know everybody's just having a fucking a great day just hanging around the house okay so here we go next thing happens the following day my daughter had told us on the drive down there she is uh 18 years old senior in high school this could be the last like vacation as a kid that she takes with us obviously we'll take her wherever um, on any vacation that we would do. So we finally are like, she's like, I want to ride a, a four-wheeler, a, a quad. And they have quads here that you can ride. You can rent for an exorbitant amount of money. The shitty thing is, like, all the guys I grew up with when I was younger have quads, but and I could probably ride them for free. I'd just have to, like, hear them like say racist stuff for like an hour or something. But uh um I decided to pay for it. That was two hundred and sixty dollars, which is the craziest amount of money for a forty minute 
four-wheeler ride, but we did it. I was scared the entire fucking time. I can't describe to you how scared I was on those four-wheelers. And I'm going to tell you why. My wife and daughter are driving behind me. I'm in the front. My credit card is on file. If anything happens, I have to pay for the fucking four-wheeler. Now, I, it, look, if I could afford one, I'd fucking have one. But not true, actually. If I could afford one, I'd probably buy something different with that money. But if I could afford one, I'd fucking have one. So I jump into fucking, I, I, I get on the thing, I'm driving. I'm a little nervous, a little bit nervous when I'm driving because, you know, the thing slides around and shit like that. Or a few times I almost drove off the road. I'm just, I'm driving this fucking thing. I'm, I'm nervous about me driving the fucking thing. But the only thing I can fucking think about is that my wife and daughter are behind me. If they wreck the fucking thing, I got to pay for it. So that was crazy. I was so nervous the whole time. I really thought that one of us was just going to wreck the fucking four-wheeler into the other one. Um, so that was fine. But then here's where it happened. Here's where that classic Brian situation happens. We decide, let's, you know, let's go, let's go to a place. It's called the Island. Now, they said it was a place for shopping and there was an arcade. So we go to this thing thinking, oh, it's a place for shopping. Um, but much like the last place we went to, it's not really a place for shopping. It, it is a place to buy like anti-Biden t-shirts and grunt style t-shirts and stuff like that. It is just a place to go to buy the absolute grossest t-shirts you can find <laughs> and uh just a bunch of junk it's just a bunch of fucking junk merchants selling a bunch of fucking junk and we spend our day walking around there and then we're like well let's go to the other place i that was pigeon forge so we go to the other place gatlinburg that's supposed to be a place for shopping i can't tell you i i cannot tell you how bad this place was and i just i i I just, there's, there's no good food there at all. I fucking looked. I looked so hard for good food because here's something that I was thinking about was like, well, you know, if this is a big tourist spot, much like a cruise ship, I assume some of our nation's finest chefs are going to fucking be there, you know? Like, some of our nation's chefs are going to decide, like, well, this is a fucking place where I can, uh, uh, I can make some money. I'll have a chef store or restaurant. They actually call them restaurants, not, not chef scores. Um, so I was like, uh, uh, so I'm like, um, you know what? No restaurants. So no good restaurants. We went to the highest rated restaurant on that street. And uh, it was like frozen pizza, basically. Uh, so first that day, we were all like, this is like Times Square, but worse, because Times Square has actual fucking stores you can buy shit at, you know? Like, like 
Times Square is sucks. It's a sucky place. But there's a fucking like, I don't know. There's a fucking finish line there. You can go look at shoes and stuff. I know. I know I'm not supposed to be buying shoes on vacation. But that's when I'm loose with my money. So that would have been the time to do it. There was just, I'm telling you, dude, the, the Joe and the Ho Gotta Go t-shirts were just everywhere. A crazy amount of those t-shirts there. Um, and Trump spelled with guns, you know, uh, flags, stuff like that. It was just like some of that kind of stuff in every store, store after store after store, unless it was a store that sold what they called ninja weapons, martial arts weapons, which was like nunchucks and stuff like that, which that almost got me. I got to tell you the truth. I almost bought a few weapons that I thought might be illegal in Ohio. Uh, so I didn't buy them, but I came real fucking clerk close to buying some pretty wild uh, weapons, which would have been fun. Uh, no QAnon merch, Patrick, Patrick CMCD. Uh, I, well, there was, there was nothing specifically Q, but it was all stuff that was like make America great again. And, and I identified as non Biden Bidenary, I think is how you would pronounce that word. Um, you know, uh, all kinds of shit. It was just so much. And it was every store we went out to eat and it was like, the one of the days for breakfast and and like all these places sell pancakes i can't figure out why I, my wife said they invented pancakes there but i think she was just fucking with me about them and like i don't think they invented pancakes in tennessee i just i think pancakes had to have been invented before you know we even started settling here um so you know we ate some pancakes those pancakes were good but Again, I can make pancakes. Not hard. Not a hard thing to make. Pretty easy. You know? Uh, in the biggest restaurant I've been in in 20 years. Easily the biggest restaurant I've been in in 20 years. Because I, I won't eat in a big restaurant. I will not go to the Cheesecake Factory. Because it looks like a fucking warehouse. I can't do it. I have to eat in a small restaurant. Uh, it just doesn't feel right to be in a big one to me. That's not kind of food I eat and it's all like that home style American stuff that's like really really boring food um so I'll just say this me and my wife and daughter looked at each other about two days into this vacation in Gatlinburg and we go like this well this is more of a one and done place you know I don't think we're going back to Gatlinburg ever again I just I can't there was nothing there everybody and it's sad because it's fucking right in the middle, right in the middle of the fucking, one of the most beautiful wonders, the Smoky Mountains within driving distance of me. This beautiful fucking place, and they just dumped Myrtle Beach there. Fuck. We gotta stop letting them do that. You know? Like, I wanna stop letting them decide that, like, our nation's beautiful wonders um i want them to i want to start saying like you're not allowed to fucking do this anymore okay it's just 
we're not allowing you to build tourist traps on the coast or in the mountains. You can put them somewhere that sucks. Like, put it anywhere. It's just the worst fucking shit. Let's take some calls. I'm going to take some calls now. See, I got mad now. I got mad. And now I'm fucking yelling. Uh, now I got to answer the phones. Well, hello. Who am I talking to tonight? Hey, you're talking to Hank. It's me. What's up, Hank? Did you miss me last week? Did, did you, were you on hold waiting for me? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, I, I, and I knew you weren't going to be there. Jason was I just, too. I just lost to uh, just feel it for a moment. The, even, even in your absence, the ache for your presence is enough to uh, satisfy the longings of the thousand horses of passion that live inside my heart. I almost did it. I almost did the show. I got home at like 6.45, but I had told Jason the day before I wouldn't be able to. It's a six-hour drive, um, which is interesting because it's like... Uh, that's not too far. And we had to be out of the Airbnb by 10, which is, that's ridiculous. That is, that is fucking ridiculous time to make people get up and get out of a place that are on vacation. Oh, I'm so mad about that too. Oh, I will never, I am not doing Airbnb anymore. I, I have been, I have been completely taken off the Airbnb train at this point. I, I, I go if I have to with other people, but I'm a hotel guy. I'm a four-star hotel guy. Maybe three and a half. But mostly four-star hotel guy. That's, that's where I, I stay. But, uh, yeah, we had to be out by 10. So I figured I'd be home at, like, 5. But I stop a lot. That's a long day, man. Yeah, yeah and no, I stop that would be a lot. So. You to go home and fucking go to work. So, no, you made the right call not doing the show. Yeah, I stop a lot on my drive though, so I was I would have been cutting it too close probably to actually do it. That would be tough. How you doing, yeah. Hank? And uh yeah. I'm doing good. Just uh tell the audience what Gatlinburg is. I've driven through it uh 20 something years ago uh, uh on a trip on a hiking trip to the Smoky Mountains. So I didn't really I I think we ate there, but I don't have a good memory of it. It's kind of like a do they have gambling? Do they do um, shows? And I know that they sell really fashionable clothing, but what else? Like, it's sort of like a low, it's like a, uh, is it bigger than Branson, Missouri? Give us a little uh, sense for what Gatlinburg is, because I'm sure our New Zealand friends might not know what it is. So uh, no, no, no gambling, because that was something we thought about doing. Go to fucking casino. My daughter's 18 now, which oh, yeah. I found out she can't gamble anyway, so doesn't matter. But we had thought about it, but the casino's an hour away, hour and a half away. Um, there are shows, but there are shows, but uh, they're like dinner theaters more than shows. It's like Dolly Parton's Western Stampede, which, by the way, <laughs> There ain't no motherfucking way I'm going to go eat where there's horses. And I know that precludes uh, medieval time, which I said I wanted to go to. But I didn't think about the fact that there are horses where I'd be eating. I don't want to eat around horses. I'm not a fucking cowboy by the chuck wagon. <laughs> you mean in sight of horses or just like knowing there's horses 
on the block somewhere nearby. Like what's the proximity? I would be okay with like, I need, I need at least five feet away from horses for me before I'm comfortable. Cause that's about double the length of like the bottom of their leg. Horses are horses terrifying. Just galloping, just horse. Well, I ain't worried about them. You know, like they're not going to do anything to me. It's just, I don't, I don't want a fucking horse what? galloping through where my fucking, <laughs> whatever you eat there. I don't know what they would have there. And it's not, I'm not anti-horse psychic gasoline. People just, this is crazy. I just don't want to eat by a fucking horse with their horse stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I hate, I, I don't, uh, they shit, the horse is going to shit there. The horse, here's the thing. I'm sure the horse has mites. That's just, there you go. Fucking mites. And there you go. Skelly Tom said, I ate at the Excalibur in Vegas, and they were kicking dust into the air and food. That's why I don't want to eat around fucking horses. Why can't you do, like, a Western thing where where, like, I guess it's hard to do a Western thing without horses. I just was thinking like a shootout, like a nice shootout. Yeah, Maybe have like, what was that? We could do like sleeping horses or dead horses. Like that would be fine. I don't think you want dead horses, but I think you could have, you could have like animatronic horses. Like you could do a, a shootout stage dinner theater, right? Where, where like, you have like a robot horse and it's like sort of uh, uh, moving, but not very much, you know, it's just like an animatronic horse that you can see breathing and maybe like adjusts in its place, like next, yeah. next to the building where the cowboys are all shooting at each other and doing stunts and like falling off the building. I wouldn't mind that. Like that to me, I'd be very happy. I, I would be happy to go see that. That sounds like incredible. I love a stunt show. Um, well, I say that I've never seen one, but I love them, of course. And uh, I would do that, but I just don't know. Like, I just don't know if I want to eat. I mean, I don't have any pets in my house. I don't eat by any animals ever. That's not my life. So I, I guess like I just weird out about it, but they also have like, like I said, like really cheap t-shirt stores where, where, you know, they, they print off as much. I, I mean, obviously Joe Biden is very unpopular. So they print off as much like Trump stuff and no Joe Biden stuff that just none there, zero of it. Right. Um, but they print it off. Also Gatlinburg is a place. I would say that 30% of it's owned by Ripley's and 30% of it is owned by Jimmy Buffett. That's another place. Um, that's another thing that's there. A lot of Jimmy Buffett, like there's two separate Jimmy Buffett resorts there. And, uh, you know, I can't tell you how many Ripley's places I saw around there. So there is also that too. Um, it just, it's not, it's just, it's not for me. And if you like it, like my brother yeah. and his wife, they fucking love it. And good. I'm glad they love it. I'm glad they found a place they like in the United States. But um, I'll be damned. I, I, I told him, I was like, well, I didn't tell him this because I'm a pussy. 
but I I said I I said to my wife I was like next time we go on vacation with them we're picking the place they gotta go where I want to go, you know. Like I was thinking, where's that going? Denver. Yeah, I would. I'd like to go to Denver or Boulder or California or 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 Maine or something. It's just a place that isn't like, just not a place that's completely geared toward people coming in and and being slobs for fucking four days. It's just, it's not for me. It just I'm I am um, I'm a very sensitive boy who um you know obviously i'm a very sensitive boy who doesn't who who wants the conveniences of being in at least a mid-level city on my vacation and uh it's just not there they just don't have it they have grocery stores sure but there are no good restaurants there are there's no shopping that people like me can do and uh you know there just there wasn't a lot and it was it was packed maybe some exciting ah some putt putt, water slides. Oh, yeah. no, I don't ride. like that stuff. I'm just describing. I don't like none of that now. stuff. Yeah, that's what they have there. Nope. But I don't like any of that stuff. Like that stuff doesn't appeal to me at all. The helicopter ride might, but you know, I don't think my daughter would do the helicopter ride. And to tell you the truth, I I got on this like it was sort of a ski lift up the side of a mountain, and it scared the fucking living shit out of me being on that thing i i was gripping tight i thought that was the last day i was gonna live when i was on that thing i just i couldn't fucking believe how scared i was and i've been hyping my up the whole myself up the whole time but once we got up there and it stops like every two minutes so people can get on it's like that's not how a ski lift works dude it doesn't stop it just keeps going but you know Obviously, we live yeah. in we live in these times with these millennials and stuff, and they want the ski lift. They to love stop, stop. and yep, yeah, they just want the ski lift to to stop. But I, I will say, I had fun with my family. I actually had a decent time. I just it it just is a place that it, it it's one of those places where you see other people like having fun and then it just re reiterates to you that you're just you're like you're not other people so uh that's what it is um that's how i feel uh this is not the real twitch stream yet timmy fireball i mean started it i said november 13th is when i'm gonna start doing stuff but you know, I'm a very busy boy. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I announced it and then haven't gotten to it yet. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, how are you, Hank? How 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 is the world treating you? What what do you got going on? Oh man, um, some exciting news in the pet uh, the pet department. But uh, first, I was going to tell you about. Um, a uh you got you had uh the seriously wrong uh fellas on your show a couple weeks ago a lot of what you guys talked about was very much in line with like a lot of my kind of uh uh college education as well as sort of like a viewpoint you were talking a lot about um library socialism and like how we waste stuff and recycling and you guys i really enjoyed the conversation so a lot of stuff came up sorry i'm out of breath i've been eating and um so trying to catch up <laughs> i've not been working out 
Um, and so I, I actually went to school for industrial distribution management, which is basically a fancy way of saying manufacturing and like efficiency and supply chain management. So a lot of that crap is sort of in my head a lot, although I haven't worked in that field at all. I didn't, I, I kind of just uh, stumbled through college, you know, I definitely should have studied something different. Nevertheless, um, one thing you guys brought up about a bunch was like uh, planned obsolescence and reusing materials and how we waste stuff in the world and like companies want us to throw crap away. The more we do, the more every time we buy something, we're just like contributing to this pile of garbage in the whole planet. And, and uh, so I actually started a business uh, a few weeks or geez, a few weeks, a few years back, uh, kind of an impulsive uh, move uh, where I was um, sitting around and I decided to, to make a video series about building myself a workbench on my balcony. So like that was sort of the hook. And then I kind of evolved that into a business idea where I would take furniture from the street because LA is, you'd never have to buy any furniture if you don't want to in LA. There's always stuff. People are always getting kicked out. People are always moving. There's always furniture on the street and, and much of it's junk, but plenty of it is still pretty good wood. It needs to be maybe cleaned up a little or processed or reformed. If you know how to cut, cut boards into smaller boards, you can build almost anything. And I wanted to build uh, shit stools. I, I, I decided that it'd be kind of a cool business to like build shit stools out of found furniture and make videos of it too. And that was sort of like going to be my thing. And that was, uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not even sure what I expected to happen, but um, I, I, so I started this thing. I called it bum rush industries. I decided to name the shit stools, the bum rush, you know, they call they've got the squatty potty. There's the bum rush. Ah, yes. And um, so I'm, so yeah, I had like, I, I did a bunch of brainstorming. I was going to call it the lunch launcher. You know, we're going to have, it's, it's a fun topic because we're talking about doo doo and, and poo poo which is something that uh, everybody ha can't help but chuckle about, right? There's all sorts of jokes. Endless. Endless, endless variety and endless comedy. Uh, plus, it's a valuable service. Uh, if anybody out there is thinking about trying uh, a poo stool, it's really easy. You don't need to buy one. Just get a, get a cardboard box that's about between four and seven inches. Six inches is perfect. Put some books in it, preferably books you don't like. And put your feet on that while you take a have a have a go, and it'll be amazing. It's like putting on glasses. I'm telling you, it's a, it's an incredible experience. I, I really highly recommend it. Um, and so anyway, I I, I, I was also going to sell other stuff. I was going to make videos and do sort of like a woodworking YouTube channel. That's like what Bum Rush Industries was going to be. And I never uh, I registered the business. I got a mailbox because I was going to start sending things out. I never sold a single thing. I never sold a single goddamn item. I I listed some candle holders. <laughs> And during this time, though, I, I had also gotten this woodworking job, too. So that sort of slowed a bunch of it down. So then I was doing professional woodworking four days a week. And that kind of killed the effort a little bit. And plus, I'm uh, out of my brain and, and have other creative projects and stuff, too. So, I, you know, it was sort of a, 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 a bad idea, maybe. I actually think it's a decent enough idea if I could find other people to help me with it or something. But I recently got a uh, letter from the city of Los Angeles uh, for not uh, re-registering. And they've fined me, uh, they've assessed me a fine of over $6,000. So I owe. Do you have to pay it though? I, I'm going to get out of it, I think, because I never sold. I literally have spent, I mean, I'm like negative $2,000 on this business. You know what I mean? Like I've spent so much goddamn money on tools and, and materials and shipping supplies and all sorts of stuff. And I build really great stuff. I actually, and I, I wanted for a while there when I was going to get my podcast back on its legs. Um, I was going to like, the idea was sort of that I would, uh, build my own merch. Like I make these really cool little, tr like small items like trays or candle holders or, 
small boxes or things like that. And I thought it'd be really fun to have like a, a level of Patreon where like you got a tray that I built or something like that. And I, I still kind of want to do that. Although now my wrists are, are messed up because of that job. I fucked up my wrists badly. So I, um, I can't really do much woodworking anymore, <laughs> at least for the, for the near while. So yeah, man, I, I just thought it would be, I just wanted to share that I, I, I owe $6,000 on a fucking business that I, did, I didn't sell a single thing for, which is just ridiculous. So that is, what? That so, is so fucking nuts. crazy. I did, I do want to say, <clears throat> I really enjoyed doing that show with the Seriously Wrong guys. Uh, uh, I said it on there, but people have been trying to hook uh, us yeah. up for ever, for a very it's long great time. Episode. Really good episode. I very much, very much uh, encourage people to listen to that one. Go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you. I, I, they've been, people have been trying to get us together for a long time. We're just both kind of nervous of each talking to each other which is there's a lot of that you know um nobody wants to promote so or be perceived as promoting obviously we all want to promote we're all promoting all the fucking time but uh yeah those guys are great uh they're funny and they're really smart and they were really nice to talk to i mean you can tell the the show went on i think two hours um had a really good time with those guys i i highly recommend pop and boy on uh on means tv it's it is like actually very good i'm not even bullshitting they're not around so what do you, you know what are you gonna fucking do uh it's a good show i actually really enjoyed it but uh yeah hank it's good to hear from you buddy i gotta get more calls in you too. we have uh, a full okay. queue but uh, thanks for calling i'm, I'm trapping a trapping a cat tomorrow morning i'll tell you all about it it's, it's a very emotionally mixed endeavor I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you next week. Wish All me luck. Right. You, good Killed luck. One. So, yeah, I was uh, um, looking in the uh, chat here, um, trying to trying to. Oh, let's just let's pick up. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up this next call here. Hello, you're talking to Brian on Street Fight. What is up? Hey, Brian, it's Matt from Memphis. What's Been up, Matt? How's it going in Memphis? I missed you. Uh, uh, when I, well, Memphis is nowhere near uh, uh, Gatlinburg, very far away, like probably seven hours or eight hours, maybe. Yeah, it's uh, a bit of a drive. I Googled how close it is to yeah. Nashville, and it was six hours, and I was like, fuck, well, not going there. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's up, Matt? Yeah, so uh I uh I finally uh quit the uh the shitty comp the shitty trucking company I was working for and uh and am with a uh a new trucking company now. Uh so finally uh for the first time in my life uh making some real money, uh which which is nice, but uh the, at the same time it's kind of uh kind of uh ups and downs to it because uh for the past 18 days since i started with this company i've been on the road 17 days God and damn. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm about to uh 
you don't get a break, man. I think the last time we talked to you, you wouldn't get no days off either. And then you were <laughs> stuck at a guy's house. This is Matt. Uh, first of all, Matt got arrested in a street fight shirt, and it was in a newspaper. It was pretty sweet. Uh, he, he was doing civil disobedience. It wasn't some. He wasn't like a murderer or anything. He's not like Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, Matt. Matt is a truck driver, and uh, I, I think the first time you had called in, right, was was when I was opining about if there was going to be a job that I could do that's not this I think I could be a good truck driver I, I would enjoy being a truck driver um you know obviously there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff I don't know about the job um I'm also talking about a specific type of truck driver I think that is not I don't think it's what you do right like do you do like what what I guess they call long haul trucking, like, or, or are you local? Because it seems to me that like one of the big selling points for a lot of these truck driving companies is that you're local. And I'm like, I don't want that. I'm trying to be a truck driver. So, uh, my last job, uh, I had like a dedicated route that just took me back and forth between, uh, like, Dallas, Fort Worth, and uh, Illinois over by, like, uh, kind of near Indianapolis. Uh, and then all I'd do pretty much is just drive that lane back and forth, back and forth. Uh, but this this company, at least it's a little more interesting. I had to see some, some different spots. Uh, I am... Uh, I'm still driving long haul uh but uh i'm kind of all over what they refer to as their midwest region but uh i've i've actually had some really pretty drives uh the the past few weeks i've been with these guys like uh man going up through west virginia and, and into pennsylvania like uh through the blue ridge mountains out there just absolutely gorgeous um but uh do you ever get but you, uh yeah because, oh yeah Go i've ahead. heard the complaint no i've heard the complaint from truck drivers right that like you're not really seeing the country in any real way because you're you're sort of driving on bypasses and you're not necessarily going into the city and if you do have to go into a city it's a nightmare but you are seeing like, you know, you're driving, you could pull off at like the Blue Ridge Mountains and, and sort of look around and see that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, I have talked to other people who have gotten hotels in the city, like parked the truck and got a hotel in the city or whatever. And, uh, you know, I, I guess it, like for me, it's like, I think the, the way I see truck driving, as being this romantic job that I want is absolutely just driving from place to place, different places every time. I don't want to fucking go to the same place every time, you know, where you were like, we're going here and here and here. And, uh, there we're going. Oh, wait, let me answer this. Brooklyn Skulls, yes, there were repeat callers. And I, 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 I uh, asking, were there repeat callers prior to 2020 when I found you? Yes, there were repeat callers. I uh, 
do not know what happened to a lot of them. There was Elizabeth who calls every once in a while. Sex Find Pro. Jason, block Sex Find Pro because I can't figure out how to get rid of them. Um, we had uh, Elizabeth. We had the uh, escaped. Um, fuck. What was the name? We had the escaped Jehovah's Witness, uh, whom I can't remember her name now. We had weed waffles. We've always had repeat callers every, from the beginning. So, um, but anyway, do you, the last time I really talked, the last time I, I talked to you, you were very low on, um, you were very low on truck driving. You, you sort of thought it was, uh, shitty and you, you had been stuck at some weird freak guy's house and with his family and stuff like that. Where are you at now on truck driving? Cause you are the, the person you're the person I live vicariously through in my truck driving dream. Um, you know, Oh, the big guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, the big truck guy, driver, Brian. I, I feel like I could, I just, I think like what's going to happen next year is um, I'm going to start, my daughter graduates high school in May. And uh, I think me and the wife are just, I'm just gonna like put shows on and we're gonna drive around the country fucking around, you know? Um, so uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna see a lot of the well, country. Well, hey, maybe, maybe you'll need a van driver or something. <laughs> No, we're just, it's just gonna be me and her. It's Maybe gonna be like van two old people. Hook you up. <laughs> it's gonna be two old people driving around uh me doing live gigs. Like uh or some kind of live gigs. Who fucking knows what I'm gonna be doing in next May? But I'll have a little more money and I'll be able to to do some stuff. Uh so that that is so, very nice. I I mean like it's still uh an extremely difficult job, like as far as like the working conditions are concerned and, uh, in orientation with the company I'm with, that is infinitely, infinitely better than Pam trucking. Fuck Pam trucking. Uh, suck it. They, Pam they trucking got sued over and over again for uh wage theft and had settled all these lawsuits like while I was working for them. Um, but, uh, this company is a lot better. I'm getting 60 cents a mile working for these guys and, uh, they're paying, uh, minimum weekly pay. As long as I work five and a half days, they pay me, uh, 1350 a week guaranteed pay. So, uh, Google, I'm, I'm, it's a lot of how money, long, which is nice. Can I ask you but, like, how many miles a regular how many miles is a regular trip 60 cents a mile i always think like when i travel it's like 350 miles and it's like 60 60 cents a mile for 350 miles probably ain't that great you know so for this week uh i put in uh like 2900 miles so do the math on that and i think i did 2905 and okay. uh times uh 
60 cents a mile. It's like 17.45 for uh That's for great. a week's work. Uh not too shabby. But but like the downside More to that, of course is that to to do that you know, I I've also put in 68 hours on the clock and you know, I'm I'm living on the road for for that whole amount of time. So like it's like yeah, I'm I'm making like probably 50, 60% more money than I've ever made in my life for sure working with this yeah. company. But at the same time, it's like I'm also working twice as much as I've ever worked in my life. So it's like a kind of a give take thing on that where like, uh, yeah, you can, you can make decent money doing after, like you get your teeth kicked in. If you're an idiot, like I was and don't go through a union, uh, to get your training, uh, wind up stuck to the shitty company like I did. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, if, if, if you pour over and do the obnoxious job hunting stuff and apply at a bunch of different places and find the right spot, you can, you can make decent money doing this job. Um, Psychic gasoline just asked, asked something. And now I'm very curious, which I think he's asking the wrong question, but uh, how are your speedway points looking? We're looking at. Oh, so. Points. I get gasoline. He's, I, I'm, I'm a dumb dumb because I I should have the cards for every single different fuel station and save yeah, them up, but like sure. I just got to a point where I was like, man, I don't know that I want 20 different cards in my wallet blowing that thing up. Uh, like like be looking like George Costanza and Seinfeld. But, but imagine uh, the so I. I just have the, Imagine the a free love junk card, but yeah, I got, I've, I've earned, uh, like a few hundred bucks, uh, since I started driving, uh, a year ago and, uh, and loves points, uh, which, you know, I'm, I'm loves, mostly just, that's a good one too. Spending on a food and stuff. Uh, I only go to pilots but, really uh, when I'm on the road. I'm like a pilot guy. Uh, I do have two more questions for you that that I wanted to yeah. ask, and and one of those questions would be, um, why do you all wear those uh, headsets with the microphone that comes around like you're in a helicopter? That's one question. So I think some guys uh, just have it paired to their phone, but some guys have like a Bluetooth CB that they'll tie that into. I've never messed around the, with the CB before. Uh, I, 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 I figured I, I've kind of heard uh, from, from like the guy that trained me when I was starting out, like it's kind of mostly just a bunch of old racists. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Uh, kind of yeah. what I figured. Yeah. I mean, I would but, give it like, a you shot can get, though. Like, like, advice about the roads and stuff, or like, hey, yeah, maybe I, maybe I can can spread communism uh, over the CP, you know? <laughs> yeah, I had do, a do I, some, I, uh, that was that was sort of the other question I had for you. Uh, have you considered 
especially when you're stuck just crashing somewhere. Uh, Cause I know that happens too. You hit a certain amount of miles and you just got to pull over and go to sleep. Um, have you considered like using your, your social networks to, to meet up with people? Because I think the thing that, that worries, worries a guy like me who, who has a family and uh, just, you know, well, uh, I, I'm real horrible away from my wife and stuff like that. I don't like being away from her and, and I like being around my daughter and stuff like that. Um, I would, I think want human, it would be hard to have human connections and real friendships in a way. I, I think if you're on the road, you know, five days a week, I, 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 I'm not saying you don't have friends. I'm just saying like, it would be hard to conduct no, like, friendship. A hundred percent. And like dating, I don't, I don't know how that's possible for me with this job where I'm, you know, they're, they're supposedly going to start getting me back, uh, home once a week again. I just, uh, I had to be out a little longer on this run so I could go, uh, go catch the dollop podcast out in Nashville, uh, in a couple weeks. Um, but, uh, well, that's what I'm wondering. That, that, that's what I'm wondering. It is a tough thing because it's like, how do you, how do you have a, any kind of real social life when you're getting either, you know, one day home a week if if I'm spending a week out on the road or you know a, a couple days off if I'm if I'm out for like 10 days uh yeah it's it's rough man and and you know now, what, you know what I think kind you, of still, I, I, I you know what I think here also when when you talk about you know uh the CB radio uh has a lot of guys that are racist or, or Trump people and stuff like that. Um, I, I wonder if it's because there is nobody challenging their beliefs ever, you know, you're, you're in a truck all day. You go to a truck That's stop, you might sit, you might sit in a, in a, uh, uh, the little movie theater or whatever they have in the truck stop, watch TV for a little bit. You take a shower, you get back in your truck. You might talk to like a couple of people at home or, or anything like that. But like, I mean, nobody is, if you're into Trump and you're on the CB and you're listening to right wing radio all day, you might never hear a left opinion in your entire life. You might not even know that there's like <laughs> you know yeah, what i you, mean you probably, like, you probably think rachel maddow is the left yeah <laughs> you know i mean joe even biden then, you, joe, the communist joe biden well everything you know of the left is through the lens of yeah. these guys so like the view would be something that those guys talk about all the time yeah. when nobody on the left watches the view it's ridiculous and like i just <laughs> i wonder if the fact that like people are spending all that time off the road, because I've also known truck drivers who um, had some really bad opinions and were away from their family a lot and, and didn't have much of a relationship with anybody in their house. And like, I just, I just wonder if it's not 
like an inherent thing to truck driving that you're conservative because I also would would probably say that there are liberal truck drivers too, Democrats and stuff like that that never hear the other side. You know what I mean? Other than maybe seeing it on a t-shirt where you're like, "Ah, oh, fuck that. That's stupid." You know, it's the big orange idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it yeah, is no, a job I, I that probably very much itself. So. Yeah, it seems like a job that probably lends itself toward uh, just hardening your beliefs at all times. Like, it just isn't going to be a job where you're going to be like, oh, you know, maybe I should listen to the other side. Again, I've talked about the time at the cable company with me. I didn't know there was a fucking other side. I thought I was listening to the news when I was listening to Glenn Beck and Rush Limbaugh. I didn't know there was another side at all. I just, I thought that was the truth and that was the facts. And I never heard anybody say anything on the other side. And, you know, my father-in-law is a guy who's like really into Trump and stuff like that now, but had voted for Obama two times and seemed like he was turning more, you know, liberal as, as he got older. And then just, he moved, they moved to Florida and they lived in the villages for, I think, eight years or something like that. And just completely turned back into extreme, like, racist Trump people. And, like, to me, I always felt like that is because, and I'm not tooting my horn. I'm just saying that, like, I was somebody who would push back on his right-wing beliefs to, to get him to change his mind. Uh, but he didn't have a conversation with me for most of those years, maybe two or three conversations in like eight years. Uh, and he never heard the other side. He no idea what the other side says other than what Ben Shapiro says the other, other side says. So it seems like trucking might sort of have the same effect on people and that like it just hardens their beliefs no matter what the beliefs are. But again, you should you should like, I'm not telling you it's your job to like change people's minds, but the CB, you know, could be interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, Psychic Gasoline asked if there's a trucker dating app, and he has a few uh, that we could look into Lot Lover, Rig to Ring, Long Haul Love, and then a dating app called Trucker Sucker. Um, is there a trucker dating? <laughs> um, actually I, I have trucker sucker installed in my phone already. Uh, yeah. Are you serious? Uh, Wait a minute. No, I don't sucker. yet. 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 Is uh, there another, another I, I, question? I might have steal that one, uh, from psychic ass lane. Another question. Um, yeah, I don't there's know not if there's a trucker sex workers at the, No, there is trucker sucker. Trucker sucker actually exists. Uh, it's the dating app oh, for truckers dope. and real men. You sign up at truckersucker.com now and meet masculine men today. So I think it's a website. There we go. Like to meet masculine men, I guess. I, I don't fucking know. But uh, uh, yeah, truckersucker.com. I'm going to spend some time on there. I was going to say, I'll get that app just to see what's doing. Uh, but uh, is there, there aren't sex workers at any of the truck stops, are there? Because that's like a misnomer too. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe like I've never encountered one or or seen one and at any truck stop I've ever been to though. Uh, yeah. you know, I think it happens, but I think probably, probably greatly, greatly exaggerated. Well, it's because um, when, when, when it's because when you're at like a truck stop, you see the truckers and, and they have signs on the truck that says no lot lizards. At least they did years ago. And yeah, that makes yeah. you think, that that makes you believe that there are a ton of them everywhere and that there, there's so many that you you need a sign to say like no soliciting you know oh you know i i think i think we should start uh start doing some myth making along those lines like you know how the 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 wine moms are terrified they see a zip tie on their car or whatever that means they're going to oh, yeah. get trafficked whatever nonsense urban legend maybe maybe we could we'd start making up some myths about uh how how you know someone uh is is trying to pick up a lot lizard on on the the truck stop if if you see uh (laughs) that's what the uh that's what the no lot lizard sign means but uh yeah matt i i i think i think (laughs) I thank you for calling. I like talking to you about trucking. It's wonderful. And uh, thank you so much. Call back soon, please. Yeah, absolutely. Good talking with you, Brian. Good to talk to you. Oh, do, do, do. I'm dropping the call. Trucker. I wanted to be a trucker more than any. You can't. You will never know how bad I wanted to be a trucker when I was young. It was fucking crazy. It was fucking, it just, I, it's all I thought about. I think I saw Cannonball Run and um, fucking Smokey and the Bandit when I was young, and it just really captured my imagination. Now, let's get this next call. Hey, thanks for calling. Who am I talking to? Brian, this is, this is Eric. Eric was in the chat. Uh, yeah. I want to say what you said in the chat. You're from Branson, or you live in Branson? I so 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 I called in maybe two weeks ago. I I, I talked to you about trains and stuff or whatever, um, and uh, I talked to you about how my buddy Adam is the bus driver in in Tacoma. Um, so this is, this is just my my second time calling in, and anytime I can weaponize my one personality trait, which is having lived in Branson, Missouri for the first fifteen years of my life or so, I will I just I I just jump at it. Like I start foaming at the mouth. I go nuts because it's just all I can do. It's like it shapes my entire worldview. So um, it's interesting because this is something I wanted. This is something I actually wanted to talk about. I I I was looking into trying to figure this out. I just don't think it exists. Uh, I I am I'm sort of curious about what the locals do in a place like that. Well, so so I have to so like so. We, my, my family moved from California to, to Branson, Missouri in like the late nineties, whenever I was like Ooh. three or four. So all I really Hard knew move. was, was, oh God, man, like if, if I had a fucking vote, you, you could bet I would not have chosen to, to leave yeah. Northern California for fucking Branson. God damn. But anyways, um, that's like, you know, from maybe three to like 18 when I left for college. Um, 
all I knew was like Branson, Missouri. We were like lower middle class slash upper lower class. So we didn't really go on, you know, we didn't do many vacations. Like if we did have money to do stuff, it was like, they just sent me back to California basically. Um, mm-hmm. but so I like, you know, my best friend for a lot of, not, not, my, not my best friend, but one of my best friends for the large majority of my early um, time in, in Branson and for most of my time in Branson, uh, my best friend was um, one of the, uh, he was a kind of the scion of the Hershen family that owns Silver City and Dolly Parton's, Dick, you know, Dick Stampede and all that stuff. Um, that's a very close friend of mine. It's like, it's like, it's like the scion of like that, that family and stuff. So Ooh. I've got a weird insight into all that shit. Um, but uh, so to, to double back to your thing about like the store part of it, like, you go there to like to to the south, and you want to have a good time, and you want to like, you know, soak up the culture like a little bit. And all you see are these like strip mall, like culture shops that just hawk dog shit, FJB, let's go Brandon merch, whatever. And I'm yeah. sorry to tell you, that's all it is. That's all it is. You know, like, but 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 as someone, so I went, but so let me. Because I think that's interesting that you bring that up. But but I, I went to get a smoothie on on the second yeah. day, I think I was there. Maybe the first day. I don't know. It doesn't matter what day. Nobody cares. Um, <laughs> I went to get a smoothie, and I went to a strip mall where, first of all, there's a strip mall, and it had, like, a monkey experience in a strip mall where you oh, just – You wouldn't daughter believe. Were, you wouldn't believe. Me and my daughter are looking at the windows at these fucking monkeys that yeah, I, yeah, I just, that was talk. That, you, you've heard me complain about dogs in cities, people having dogs in, in the city and stuff like that. But who mama mia. Monkeys in monkeys. the south. <laughs> having, having like well, zoo just, animals. <laughs> well, just, yeah, monkeys in a strip mall, like swinging <laughs> on a thing. So one or two people yeah. a day can come in and take their picture close to the monkeys is, I mean, just, that's just, so stolen. there was nobody coming in there. There was, there was yeah. nobody in that place when, <laughs> yeah. when I was there and I can't imagine, yeah. I don't think they get a customer every day. I'm going to fucking say it. No, I don't so even like, think they get one every so, day. I mean, think of, think of, think of what it's like to like live year round in Branson, Missouri. Like, the you know the tourist season is like when it's warm out right um branson slash missouri is the midwest so it's pretty nice in the summer or it gets pretty hot but it's cold as shit sometimes in in the winter and so the infrastructure for the touristy you know come come on down check it out we got all this root and toot and culture stuff um it's there year round but it sucks like and if you're if you're around it all the time you want to do nothing less than to deal with that shit like it is so putrid and repulsive to you just, just because it's so blatantly a tourist trap and it's so blatantly soulless. And, and like, it's like a, it's, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. But then I got it's also there like all the time. So like half, like half the time, the like strip mall zoo is just empty. You know, <laughs> it's just fully yeah. empty. <laughs> I got, I got to correct some stuff in here real quick. Uh, uh, shot gaming says you probably just wanted a job where you could listen to man cow and Howard all day as uh, about me wanting a truck. Um, I did not listen to man cow until I started doing Shocktober. Do not 
tell people <laughs> I, was, a, I was a, ever a man cow sure. fan. <laughs> yeah, I was never a man cow fan, okay? It was Howard Stern and Opie and Anthony, one. Two, uh, Kami Mommy heard me say I don't like dogs in cities. Uh, it's not that I don't, I, well, I don't like dogs. I don't, I, but I don't look down on people who have dogs. Um, but I don't like, I, I, I would be lying if I didn't say that when I see a really big dog in the middle of the city and think about it living in a two bedroom apartment, I, it really <laughs> fucking bums me out. Um, <laughs> that's all. But I want to ask you because when I went to, when I went yes. to the smoothie shop, I like sort of looked at the, the, the fella that was the woman that was making my smoothie and the guy running the, uh, uh, cash register. And, uh, all I could wonder is like, they're young. They're very young. They yeah. were probably 17, 18 years old. Uh, both people of color, both, both black. And I was like, what do wow. they do? Like, what do these people, what, what, what is their life like? I mean, I mean, what do you, I mean, like, work? what's, what's sad is that, like, what do you guess their life is like? That's exactly what it's like. You know, I don't know. Like, I feel like you're stuck at home all day. I don't it's feel that, like they're in, correct. Like, there's no restaurants. <laughs> there's there's no no. There's nothing. There is. You would it's, think. I and I said this earlier. You would think that there would be a few five star restaurants down there because no, there's well, no. There, well, so there, like there, there, there is some like quote unquote culture. Like I keep saying that 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 word. It's a pretty ambiguous word. But what I say when I mean culture in terms of these places is like authentic experience, like something to be like something to be enjoyed, right? Like something that's not a simulacrum, something that's something that's not manufactured to make you think you're enjoying something that's not really there. Um, uh, like that, that, that stuff does exist in these places. However, the people who are going there to find it are almost exclusively the last type of people who will actually be able to to parse it out and actually get to it because it's really hard to fucking find. And it's a needle in a haystack. There's a thousand of the dog shit before there's one good, good thing. But there's also, find anything. when you live there, I, yeah, there's, there's nothing. It's, it's, it's really I hard. You know? I, I didn't find anything personally in, in, in Gatlinburg. And I'm not inept at Googling for stuff. I, I, yeah. I find stuff all the time. Everywhere I go, I find really cool yeah. restaurants, really cool places to be, and I just didn't I find anything. Myself. And when you're when you're driving down the road, and again, that's what I'm saying about these people working at this this smoothie place. I didn't. I like. I didn't even see a fucking bar. You know what I mean? Like I well, didn't see they, a bar that wasn't like owned by. Yeah. Like they it's just a they bar that was owned by Brantley it's Gilbert. Close, it's close to where they live. You know? Like Right, that's what I'm wondering. The next thing over, no, which is which is okay, well then multiply that out from like, okay, if you're gonna work somewhere that's just close to where you live and you don't really care because your prospects are so low, well then you're not gonna go out of your way to go enjoy the thing that is cool in your area, because guess what? Your life does kind of suck a little bit. I'm sorry to say it. Like, you know, yeah, you're stuck it where just, you're at. It makes, and it Yeah. It just, I have been to other places. Um, 
I'll yeah. throw a place out there just at random, um, but like places with tourists. I've been to uh, what's that fucking Pike Street thing in um, Seattle? In Seattle. Yeah. yeah. So Pike I actually Pike went to Seattle or to I went to Tacoma for for college, and so every time that um, my family and friends would fly out to washington state to come visit me in college they'd be like let's let's go to pike place and i'm like that's fucking branson of the fucking seattle no no but it's, <laughs> it makes you feel like there's a little it's little it to me going there is a bit yeah less problematic same thing with the navy pier in chicago yes uh, sure. even yeah, times square of course, of course. to me there is something like i can go five blocks the other way and find something fucking cool and that's yeah, where you yeah. the situ yeah it's the same thing in vegas right and it's like you you go on yeah. the strip and you're like man this place is fucking but you can go five blocks down the strip and there's all you, kinds of fucking cool little things i want to tell you a quick story that i think would add some insight into how like it'll help contextualize how not just the south but like places that feel like that when you go there where it's like man i thought there was something here but it's just stuff here to make you think there's something here but there's not um, so a, a quick, a quick story to contextualize that is that like, so again, I lived in Branson for my whole adolescence and I went to California often as, for like, you know, summer, summer vacations and stuff. Um, but we didn't really have much money to like go out and like, you know, we didn't go on big New York city trips or whatever. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't even drive to like St. Louis or like little rock or whatever very often. Um, and the one vacation I can really remember when I was a kid, when I was like 15 or so was going to Pensacola, Florida. My, my, my mom had, had, had like family friends who lived in Pensacola and I was like, Oh shit, I've never been to Florida for let alone like, you know, the beach or whatever. That's, that's so crazy. Um, and so we drove all the way down there and we got there and it was fucking Branson. It was just Branson all over again. It was like, yeah. it was just strip mall, like t-shirt joints that have like fun little kitschy little slogans on them. And I was like, okay, well, uh, I guess this is just America. I don't know. <laughs> and um, well, no, it's that, not like, though. Really, I be, because yeah, even yeah, in right. Florida, even in Florida, if you look at Pensacola, I don't know exactly where it is, but I, my it's oh, it's in the Panhandle. It's, it's that's yeah. <laughs> but uh, you go to Jacksonville, which I saw a lot of cool shit in Jacksonville. There was there was some pretty cool shit. I don't, I'm, I'm looking at, yeah. at, you could go a few blocks away. Uh, Cause the place I was going to bring up was Orlando, which is a place yeah. that's specifically made for that sort of thing. But like yeah. you can, there are cool places near Orlando. I know because There's we were about anywhere, to tour, think, which is yeah. which, like, we were about to the, tour. That's the, that's the kind of moral. Yeah. That's the moral of my story or whatever. Thing, is that though, like, that that Pensacola trip like rewired my brain because I I loved being there. I loved the scenery. I loved a lot of the shit that I never I saw there because I'd never seen it before. And like the beaches were cool and like a lot of the local culture was cool. But like the part that I could tell that everyone was there for was the exact part that I was yeah. so used to and was so disgusted by. So like it just yeah. helped me yeah. focus on like you gotta find the cool shit. Because it's everywhere, but it's really hard to find sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I would say also that like the reason there's so many of those places and it's so successful is because somebody goes to one of these places as a kid 
and they see the t-shirt stores and they, and, you know, they see all that stuff. And so that is what they identify as vacation. You know, I goof on my, I goof yeah. on my parents a lot for going on cruises all the time because I just think a oh, cruise yeah. is a ridiculous thing. It's a ridiculous thing to do, I know, especially because they, they don't the get off. Like, <laughs> well, they don't even get off the boat for the excursions or anything like no, that. So they of course stay not. On the boat the whole time. <laughs> but but when they, but the thing is, when they are there, they get the feeling of vacation. You know, in their minds, Which the feeling that's, of vacation that's, that's what you're going is for, wandering enough, around. You're going to get it there, boat. you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's wandering around a stupid boat that, like, I don't know what they have on cruises, but, but nothing my parents do. I can guarantee that. Like, um, you're getting exactly but, what you paid for, I guess, because if, if that's, if that's what, what you want to yeah. go do and you go do it and you like it and you go do it again, well, then what's the problem? I don't know. <laughs> well, that's also the thing is, like, when you're in Gatlinburg, you'll see uh, uh, Guy Fieri restaurant. You'll see, uh, I, it's not Brantley okay, Gilbert. So, it's, it's one of those yeah. Penny Chesney that's the or one have of those you, guys. That, what were other people there like? Like, not just the locals, not just whatever. Like, could you tell that there were other people there that were copies of you, essentially? Like, people doing there what you thought no. you were there to do? Like, what were they like? Because no. I couldn't enjoy anything in Branson because I was nine out of the ten people in the room, even if I was not feeling very, you know, touristy or whatever, nine out of the ten people in the room were just like oafs, just like slack jawed morons there to slop up the, the you know, just to eat, eat out of the trough and go home. Like, I don't know. That sounds really evil I mean of me to say, but like, <laughs> well, I didn't see a lot of people like me personally, but I'm okay. also a totally different kind. Like I'm a, I'm a 43 year old child. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> so I, I don't know what, other, like, you know, I don't dress like an adult really. I mean, I guess I kind of <laughs> did, do. Did anyone there and, who was there to enjoy stuff? Did they piss you off at all? Yeah. I mean, there were people fucking like cruising the strip and I saw a few guys almost get into several fights and it just, to me, it felt like all the, all the people there were, were really enjoying it and, and they liked the kitschy stuff and they liked, they liked going to the Ripley's museum and they liked doing a a mini golf and I'm, Look, if that's what they, you want to do, they, I'm all fucking for it. But I, that is, the kind of, it's, it's just the kind of not people what I for, for whom COVID never happened, you know? Like, yeah, well, like, when I the look kind of people at it, who though, cruise through life. That's what my, that's what my, I mean, again, that's what I think my brother likes so much about it. Yeah. My brother is, my brother's a lot like me in ways. You know, mm. I mean, he's a lawyer, so he went to law school and all that stuff. But my brother is, there are things, like, he likes a lot of the same shit that I like when it comes to music. <laughs> he has kind of my same politics in a way. I, I, I think he's a little less, yeah. like, radical than me. And he, he knows what's cool. I know he knows what's cool. And um, yeah, I believe that like he likes it there because he, he went with his wife and daughter when they were, were young and they've never and they had a good time. Been... So he had a good time. So who's so what's there to complain about? Right. And they had <laughs> never been to they've never been to New York. They, they've never been to uh, any place in California. 
California, and they always say yeah. that those places aren't on their list, which having a list is even well, nutty to me, but whatever. That's, that's, that's another thing um, is that, like, it sounds, it's, it sounds really snobby sometimes to be like, oh, that's, 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 that's where the real stuff is or whatever. Like, if you're going to go on vacation, right, you, like, you know, don't, don't go to the, yeah. the, the tourist traps. Go to the real places or whatever. Like, that's not really the point. The point is that, like, um, those places aren't built around the idea of, like, selling you something or whatever. Like, maybe they, maybe they are. Maybe they do that when you go there especially or maybe most people who go there do fall into that trap a little bit but it's like it's but, a lot easier to pretend that you're a local or whatever in a place that's not trying to sell you the idea that you're a local as as opposed to when you go there and you're like everything is, is beating you over the head of like aren't you having a great time here like i don't it's yeah. just so nasty to me that's a good point too that was something i i, I again like i will I would come back from tour and be talking to my family about, oh yeah, you know, we were in Portland and it was really cool. We, we, you know, I took a big walk and, and we looked at stuff, uh, or, oh, you know what city was kind of cool? St. Louis. I didn't think it was going to be, but yeah. it ended up being a pretty cool place. Kansas city. That's a pretty cool place. Uh, Love Houston. And, and I, I was just, I, I would come home and talk and, and, they would just sort of, I don't know. They, they like weren't interested in, they weren't interested in seeing these places again, as I said, like as far as Los Angeles, uh, uh, yeah. New York, Chicago, like the, those places, uh, Dallas was a place. Well, I really also, wanted so to you've see. been trying to try to cut you off a little bit, but like, you've been talking about like, um, LA a lot recently. I like, You've been talking about how, like, if you could picture yourself anywhere, you could picture yourself in a couple of just like specific places. L.A. being one of them, or whatever. And I think, from what I've heard, it's like, it's like what 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 I think that is driving that for you is that like you can you can fully map out your whole life there if it had to be there, you know, like well, you could I, totally. You know, yeah, my job it would help with my job. I think tremendously. I want to yeah. go to Salt Lake City. Don't you worry about that. I will go oh, to no. Salt Lake City. Uh, somebody in the chat, but, Avery. But, but, but I'm <laughs> saying that like L.A. to me, the reason L.A. is a place that I can see myself is because I've been there twice, and the whole time yeah. I was there, I just loved it. But let me tell you this: yeah. uh, before I had ever been there, uh, before I had ever been to New York. I used to say, oh, I definitely think I'm more of a New York person than I am an <laughs> L.A. person. And I'd just yeah. never been. I'd never been to either place. And then when I went to both of those places and I came back and I was like, you know, uh, New York's great. I like being there. Uh, I always have fun yeah. there. But like L.A. is just a magical place for me. I, I just think it's. I think it's a great place to be for me. It, other people yeah. hate it there, but that's just well, if and, I could move and, anywhere and fair and enough. Be there. But but like, but like, the point of me saying that is is, is to be like I think for certain people, um, like you know, for for one reason or another, it's like what makes a place appealing either as a vacation destination or as a place to just visit for a day, not even as like a vacation, but it's just like, wouldn't it be cool if we went there or whatever, or it's like a place of like, let's go check it out and see if that's the kind of people that we are or, or whatever. Um, 
that 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 whole thing, whether it's motivated by one part of your personality or not, I think is like uh, like the thing with you in L.A. I think that I was bringing up was like you can you can sort of pretend like there, like there's a there's a uh, feasibility there like like there's it's 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 cool enough and like appealing to you enough in like a holistic way that you can actually imagine like if things were different, if things went different, if you were born there or if you moved there and you had the right job or whatever, uh, that it would be like a cool experience or whatever. But then try, if you try mapping that onto places like Gatlinburg or like fucking Branson or yeah. someplace and then you, and you go there and it's like, Oh no, it's nothing. It's so hollow. Like the yeah, people who imagine it. Yeah. It's like the, the people who live here to give you that experience, would rather be doing anything else. <laughs> probably aren't making yeah. any money either. I, I mean, I guess like Zero one money. thing that I would fucking minimum wage. One thing I would in, minimum wage in in Missouri is seven fifty. Like if I go back there, the best I'm making is nine bucks an hour. You know, the the, like, the I I think getting getting your ass kicked uh uh at every shift for for wait staff is is a pain in the ass. But I, I'm sure they make good tips money like daily in places like that but well then i mean well, what then you're the letting out the behest of the, of the the vacation guy <laughs> well what what the fuck do you end up like sort of doing with it then like in the end nothing you there's nowhere to go management. you're just gonna order shit on the internet and stuff there's there's then you're gonna go into management and then maybe get your own place it's yeah escape, i looked up the stores the escape valve in those in those areas that I've found has always been timeshare or real estate. If you can escape oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. service industry jobs in those areas and live there, then then you get to start selling homes to the people who want to to, to move there. <laughs> right. Yeah. I I I I, uh, I I just think as far as like why why I, I mean like I said what what I was saying about my brother is like I would come back from a place like L.A. and say like oh. It's the most wonderful place. If you ever go there, you know, let me know. I can introduce you to some people. And I told him to go to Milwaukee yeah. too, which is another city that's just fucking incredible. What a great city! That I'd is. love to go there. Oh, Milwaukee, go there for real. People are like Milwaukee. I'm like, it rocks. I love that. It's one of the most beautiful cities in the country. There's a couple to towns me. that I've always felt a weird affinity for. So, like when I moved to Tacoma for for school, I was like, Seattle's fine, but I'm thinking more about Tacoma guy. And I got to like extrapolate that onto every American city. Be like, okay, what are the Tacoma style cities? So I currently live in Maryland. And I'm like, Baltimore fucking rocks. I'd love Buffalo. I'd love Milwaukee. I'd love Kansas City. Like, you know, the second fiddle cities that are kind of a little bit more dirty, a little bit more, a little bit more grungy going on or whatever. Like the places that yeah. maybe people are from and love. But if you're from one tent, one city over, you're like, oh, I guess I'd go there or whatever. Like that's, the, yeah. I just love that shit. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I just get to Milwaukee if you can't go during the summer. Um, the other thing I, okay. I, I was, the reason I was talking about my brother there is because, like I said, I'd come back and I'd be like, I love Los Angeles, Seattle. And he would just be like, those places are really low on my list. And like, you know, he's <laughs> okay. been to Phoenix. He's been to Disney. Oh, man, like, oh, all man. these places, you know, um, which places I you wouldn't think, even think of. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, tour play, tourist places. You know, I go to Phoenix yeah. because they have the Grand Canyon. I'm gonna go to, and I just want him to go. That's why I said that next time we go on vacation together, you gotta fucking go with us, and I get to pick because I want to show you what a mm -hmm. what, what my family vacations are like, which is generally just shopping, yeah. like go to Chicago, walk uh, Winter Park, and so um, it's really it it's it is uh. uh a different vibe that I get on vacation. Yeah. But yeah, uh, if I could recommend, I like Baltimore a lot too, actually. Baltimore's cool, but well, well, I, I am just, I'm just very fond of Milwaukee. Um, took my family on a vacation I'll there go, I'll after I performed there. And if, yeah, I go to, it's great. if I go to Milwaukee, I'm staying in a hotel. I'm not, I'm not doing some Airbnb shit. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bringing a camper. I'm not doing any of that shit. I'm staying in a hotel. Don't do it. Stay in a fucking hotel. Four star. You know, I think I stayed in a three yeah. and a half there. I think I stayed in a three. It was one of those uh, boutique ones, like AC collection. Yeah. 10 a.m. Uh, is, is too early. 10 a.m. is way too early. It's fucking bullshit. It fucking heats me up. I got to wake up at 930. On noon, day, noon, noon is like, okay, it's reasonable. I'm out of bed. I got my shit together, you know. <laughs> it should always be noon. That's why hotels are good. And yeah. that's why Airbnbs are shit. You got to fucking do the dishes and you got to be out of there by 10. It's like, eat I, th shit. I think I saw a tweet once where someone was like, they got dinged on an Airbnb because they didn't mow the lawn. And it's like, go I saw that. Yourself. I don't fucking live here. <laughs> yeah, I had that in, uh, I had that in, uh, in show prep for a while and I just never ended up getting to it. But, uh, Eric, I want to thank you for calling. Okay, of course. Yeah, fuck that. Brian, uh, thank you for calling. You. It's good again. to hear Hopefully. from you. It was very fun. Yeah, call us. Yeah. Call anytime. Peace. Yeah. Uh, if I had to name like my favorite cities, it's 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 certainly L.A. and I like New York and Chicago, but those those underrated places like Eugene, Oregon, which I don't think is underrated. I think people actually go to Eugene, um, and Milwaukee are two places that I I just. Fucking Milwaukee's great. This is a beautiful place. I do want to go to Salt Lake City and uh, look at all my all the temples and uh, probably goof around a lot. But uh, well, hello there. Who am I talking to tonight? Hey Brian, this is Joe. How's it going? Great. How are you, Joe? Hey, can you hear me? Oh yeah. Yeah, awesome. I can hear you. Yeah, it's really funny because I actually live in Knoxville, which is right down the road from uh, Gatlinburg. And you were just talking about those second tier yeah. cities and Knoxville is super dope and you just went a little bit too far out of the way and you missed it all. I should go to Knoxville. I, I, I may have stayed there for one night on the road, but uh, I went to Lexington with Tom Sexton and well, he lives there and I hung out with him there I, I in Kentucky. But I, yeah, I'm woefully un. I wanted to go to Chattanooga. Like that's a place I've never been. That sounds really fucking cool. But yeah, uh, you know, again, it, it was a family trip. I didn't pick it. If I picked it, it would have been in Nashville probably so I could hang out with Mike and Jesse. <laughs> For sure. But, uh, yeah, so I called because uh, you've, been, you've been talking about doing a Bob and Tom show, and I have kind of a, a funny anecdote about that. So, so I went to high school in Indianapolis, and uh, I actually used to buy drugs from, from one of their kids. Oh, Tom's? Was it Tom's son that's on the show now? Is he on the show? Well, I actually looked it up, and I, I think he died in, like, June or something. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, no, he has a son. Yeah, that's on yeah. The show. I, I wanted to check on him, but yeah, he was. I think his name was Charlie Griswold. I don't know if that's oh, doctor or whatever. Yeah. But no, yeah, Tom's son yeah. that's well, on was, there now is somebody else. Yeah, it was it was wild because like the first time I met this guy, we had to drive you know a little bit further out of town, and uh, like apparently he like did so much LSD and DMT that allegedly he like um, crystallized his pineal gland. At least that's what everyone said. I don't know if you've heard of that before, but yeah, he just had this real like thousand yards there, like kid who's seen some shit aff- affect to him, and so I didn't figure out that he was you know, the son of this relatively famous radio producer uh, until way, way later. That's wild. I mean, I have been listening to Bomb and Tom for a few days, a lot harder. I'm going to tell people, oh, it's hard to say this because I just finished listening to Tom Likas for a week, which was the worst thing in the history of the world. Uh, I, uh, um, I, I love it. I, Shit, I'm sorry. Um, what's the most Joe Rogan shit? Okay, I think people are mad at me now. Uh, but uh, I think, I'm not totally sure. But um, fuck, I forgot where I was. I'm sorry. I totally forgot what I was saying. Oh, what I'm saying is like, I'm trying to listen to it. I'm trying to do so much better at listening to bob and tom and i have to take breaks because i don't understand it at all like i don't it's one of those things that uh uh what am i trying to say it's it's one of those things that's like it's something that is very popular that i i don't fucking know you you know i listen to this show yeah and i don't like, i don't fucking know why anybody like likes corny. it it's more like corny than anything else. I remember listening to it a lot of the car when I was little, just because my like grandparents would turn it on. And then, you know, every once in a while they'd have kind of a spicy one and they'd like turn it off for a couple minutes and then turn it back on and make sure it was, was going good. But yeah, like lots of Dude. weird songs and silly, funny jokes and stuff like that. Dude, uh, again, as I, as I posted online, these motherfuckers, Tom, uh, ran his credit card like did the swipe of the credit card on a woman's pussy. I listened to him do that. So people are like, I don't know if they're shock jocks. And I'm like, well, you know, I've been saying for four years, I don't know if they're shock jocks, but I don't think that like, I think that meets a a central tenet of shock jocks in that. Like, I don't, I don't think a morning zoos don't usually do things like that is what I'm saying. (laughs) Like Bob and Tom, uh uh is 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 dirty and they do songs that are like pretty racist or or i mean not they're not like mean-spirited i'm not trying to say like they're not like opie and anthony you know where they do the mean-spirited stuff but i mean they don't fuck around that's why i think it's crazy that people are like yeah my grandpa listens to that my dad listens to that i'm like why don't they listen to Stern, the person that's like doing good? Tommy Mommy asked how I can know they actually did it. Uh, oh, are you sure it's, it wasn't a debit card? I, uh, uh, you know, you obviously can never know. You can obviously never know if uh, uh, they actually did it. But I just, 
there was a sound. It wasn't like this sound. That noise, like like a little, like a wet kind of move, which I've heard that a lot. Um, and and but there was a noise. There was a noise. And again, yeah, uh, yeah like but then every other song they have. They have I'm sorry, yeah, every ahead. other song they have, like, uh, it's just like a funny play on like the way wiper blades sound on your your windowsill or something like that. You know, and it's, I feel like it's a, uh, yeah. a really big range of just weird stuff. But yeah, this this I kid that people... I knew, Charlie, he uh, he he like really reminded me of like when you were talking about Kid Rock a, a couple years ago, of like this kid who obviously came from a relatively well-off circumstance and then like wanted to get into some kind of like drug scene. And so it was just like yeah. doing a, a lot of the bad things that, you know, drug dealers do, uh, but just with this like backbone of, you know, somewhat privileged, stable housing situation. I think, though, I will say this, and I guess this is already an idiotic thing I'm saying. Uh, well, actually, no, it's not. This is actually a good thing I'm saying. Uh, I don't think it's specific to radio guys. But I wonder how intense it is to be the son or daughter of a extremely locally famous guy. You know what I mean? Like, like Bob and Tom are massive. They get massive rating, rating, uh, ratings and, you know, they do all kinds of they do all kinds of stuff. Uh, uh, they do stand-up tours. Somebody in the chat was saying that they went to their stand-up tour, uh, Canachem. They went to their stand-up tour, and uh, it sounds like it wasn't very good. <laughs> um, but uh, to, to me, it was like, uh, it's been a weird experience to listen to it because as when I was growing up, my dad was a big Tom, Bob and Tom fan. Uh, and he hated Howard Stern. Oh, he's a male chauvinist. He's all this. So when I hear them doing the pussy stuff uh, on the air, it made me so fucking mad at my dad. Like, who the fuck are you? You're the same shit. But I do think that, like, being the child of a, lo a locally famous person is probably, like, kind of a lot like being Tom Cruise's kid in a way. If that make, I know that sounds crazy, but it has to. It, yes, you have money and privilege, but I, I, there's probably an immense amount of weird pressure that goes along with it too. Yeah, you know? I mean, whenever we when I, we didn't hang out a lot, you know, you pick it up and then do a little, but like, you know, he never really it never really came up, right? Nobody was like, oh my god, your dad or whatever. So. I don't know how much that actually like Kids came without in real life shit. or how like recognizable it was, but <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I don't the, know. The Just kids were listening to Howard Stern. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Let's, All right. Well, well yeah. thanks so much for taking the call uh, on the show. Uh, have a great night, man. You too. You too. Have a good night. Bum bum bum. I am uh, taking the last call here. Um, here we go. Let's talk. Hello there. You're talking to Brian. Hey, What's how up? you doing? I'm good. Hey, how are you? 
I, I just want to say that Brian, first time, long time. Nice. And uh, I, I'm loving the shock jock stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Is this the first year you've listened? Um, yeah, definitely. It has been. It's been. Uh, it was actually the thing that got me into Street Fight. Yeah. Uh, well, if this is the first year you've listened and listened to Shocktober, there are a lot of episodes to get through that people yeah. love. Were you a fan of any of these guys or? Um, yeah, so actually, um, so I live in, uh, about 20 minutes south of Boston, Massachusetts. And, uh, oh, I know can I, I went guess? to school for, can I guess, I mean, you can like, well, I'm 40, so trace it all the way back. I'll be very impressed. Okay. So you probably had to be a lot like me. And you were into Stern, but then you got into, you had to have gotten into Opie and Anthony early. You had to have. Dude, dude, I was into Imus. Then I got into Stern. <laughs> Imus is a nutty thing to like, <laughs> I guess that is crazy because I, I, I don't, how old were you? You're probably pretty young at the time, right? Like, well, like um, think like 93, 94. And like yeah. Imus was broadcast on the sports radio stations in the morning and he went on the air at like five thirty. So that was like, dude, I had my like little radio that was set to the radio station was W E I W R K O. And like, dude, it just was on when it was on. You didn't listen to Opie and Anthony on W A A F. No, dude, dude. I mean, of course I did. Like, it's a long okay, road yeah. to like how I got into. Um, but now I wanted to like ask you like a couple specific questions about Jock Jock, if you if you don't mind. Did you I, ever read Imus's book? I have not read Imus's book. Uh, I didn't it's know called he had God's a book. other son. Uh, God- yeah, it's called God's other son, and it's truly horrible. I wonder if there's an audio and this version, was like, I would listen to an audio version. It was based on his like Southern preacher character, which was Billy Saul Hargis. Really bad. Absolutely. You got Billy, it, dude. You got it. It was about Billy Saul Hargis. <laughs> yeah. It was written like first person point of view. Greaseman did the same thing. Uh, Greaseman released a book that was, that was a biography of the Greaseman. Like, not Doug um, Track. The it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's the I'm telling you, it is the most embarrassing shit. And oh, people are talking about my vacuum cleaner. Thank you. Uh, it's not a shark. It oh, it's a shark. My wife bought maybe buy it. Um, I never wanted to buy one. We used to borrow my sister's. Um, but I I think that like uh, I I do wonder like uh how bad that is because writing a book in character is that's embarrassing man that's like that maddox guy well he wrote that like book in character. i bought it <laughs> come on dude i bought it like in 95 i bought it my grandfather was like a like a i i he wasn't an imus fan but i knew he was like a talk radio fan 
I bought it for him and then I read it and it was, it's like, dude, this is like a whole different podcast series, man. You, I don't even want to talk about what it's about. It's awful. Yeah. I'll have to check this out. They do have an audio book so I could get into it. I don't know if you heard the Imus episode. Uh, of course I did, but, man. It's brilliant. So good. Yeah. With me and, uh, Jesse and, and Chris, uh, that, that was a joy for me to do. And, uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I was a fan of, I was a fan <laughs> of Imus when, when I was still listening to Opie and Anthony, actually, uh, I, I, first of all, they made me like Imus because they were like, oh, he's so nice to us. He has us on our show. And it was because they were antagonistic with Howard Stern. Um, and yeah. also he was on, he was on at, he was on MSNBC. So I'd get up in the morning, turn mm -hmm. on MSNBC and just have Imus running. But I, I don't remember well, a, a single like, thing I saw. So. Well, I want to clear this up real quick because they said uh, most people, Tommy Mommy said that most people write books in character. What, I, what I'm trying to say is uh, the Grease Man, there probably is an interesting book about the Grease Man's, Doug Track, the Grease Man's life, <laughs> but he decided to write a book about the Grease Man's life, which is a fake character. <laughs> and it's the same thing with Imus. You know, there there is probably a book somewhere that Imus could have written that would have been somewhat interesting, even if he was a fucking liar. Um, but uh, <laughs> absolutely, uh, even even if most of the book would be a total, complete, stupid lie, it would still be something. Like Howard Stern's books, I don't I don't read them as like primary sources. Or anything like that. I, I know that they're told from his point of view. Uh, they're great. His books. I mean, if you want to read a shock jock book, uh, it would be Private Parts of Miss America. I would not read Anthony Cumia's book. It sucks. And Mancow's book is truly one of the worst things I've ever read in my life. Like, it is just... <laughs> it's, it's monstrous that, the, that somebody published that. He's another guy. He wrote... He wrote it in character as man cow, but he also pretends to have a dwarf on his adventures with him around the country. And just there's the, the lies in that book are incredible. There's some really, when he said uh, the key to the city, he went over somewhere and they gave him like the key to the city and all that stuff. And it was like, uh, it, it's just, such lies you know if to people that are just getting into shocktober this year there are this is season four and there are also one-offs and uh you know what i think i'm relatively certain there's going to be a shocktober stream once a month like uh, I that'd be so good me, I'm, I'm like still pumped me and for chris, it yeah me and chris are talking talking about maybe that would be a fun thing to do to show video content you know we'll do the well video like stuff. i, uh, I want to tell like a quick little story is that my neighbor their neighbor works for capitol records right so they had the man cow cd like 
that they gave them to him as like the promo copy alongside like Radiohead the Benz. So like, dude, I was listening to like Radiohead the Benz and then the Man Cow CD. And that had the, the prank call where they're driving the car into the wall. And I was like, <laughs> this is like truly, this is so bad. <laughs> it's so funny. That, that thing to me is like, uh, I, I, I waffle back and forth. Like, are there people that really believed that turd drove his car into the side of a building? Like, I don't think so because it's no, definitely not that it's sound effects. <laughs> right. But, but yeah. like, were there people that were maybe on the job site and was only hearing like in and out while they were like running a saw or a jackhammer that believed it <laughs> possibly. But I and they heard it like, one time and they were like, Oh fuck. Like this is dude. Turd's dead. Like they heard it one time and they were like, Turd's dead. He is gone. Yeah, and 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 uh oh, uh Kami Mommy's listening to the uh Howard Stern 9/11 show. Uh yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. When the first plane hits, they're like, "Oh, a plane just hit." And uh I mean, all the callers are racist. Howard is extremely awful at that time. Like just not but nobody was dealing with any of that stuff with sensitivity. That doesn't Well, he was doing that this inane Pamela Anderson thing, which yes. is really weird. <laughs> it's so weird. The plane hits, and then he's talking about Pam Anderson, about how uh, Stuttering John is like, do you think uh, you could date Pam Anderson? And then, you know, they're talking about that. Then the other plane hits, and it's really crazy. I mean, my dream really is to get my hand on all the 9-11 episodes. I, I can't find Bubba the Love Sponge. Yeah. His 9-11 episode. I can't find Man Cow's 9-11 episode. Uh, I'm sure Man Cow handled, handled it just really great. He With class. Bit. Actually, yeah. I, I wanted to a uh... part of when the planes hit and Man Cow was like, this is not a radio bit, which I guess you kind of have to say that. So, Brian, I went to school for uh, radio broadcasting um, in Massachusetts. So one of the guys I went to school with, he actually interned for Stern. And he did it oh. for one day because he couldn't, he couldn't, he, because he was living in Boston, he couldn't travel all the time. But like, he did it for one day. And that was like, that blew my mind because he claimed to have gotten a joke on the air. And we're talking 2004, very long time ago. But, yeah. you know, I, I was like so jealous of him because he actually did intern for them, but he couldn't like maintain the internship. But that was like the greatest thing I'd ever heard in my entire life because that was my dream to be an intern on Howard Stern. My God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, my obviously my whole uh, career and ambitions like when and i've said this before about when i started street fight uh my plan was when, when when we started street fight my plan was we're going to do what we're gonna do is um we're gonna put on a good show we're gonna make a tape and we're gonna send not a tape but you know a file and send it to radio stations in town 
and see if we can get picked up on an FM radio station in town. Because I just couldn't imagine making a living any other way. And, uh, yeah. uh, or I couldn't imagine making a, like moving or, or any, like that I wasn't going to be like the, the goal was to get on the radio back in 2011. Uh, obviously mm-hmm. very glad, very glad that didn't happen because I think I, I'm, did you ever do like college radio or any like low frequency stuff? Well, we're on a low freak. Well, uh, we used to be. I don't think we are now since I ended up taking over okay. the show. Um, it's not something I ever pay attention to. But we were, we've been on a low frequency. It just, for me, it was like the hope was that like random people would see us uh, or hear us on the radio and call yeah. us. And it just didn't bear out that way. It just didn't happen. It's, it's usually people who are listening online. So for me, it's like, uh, I, I, you know, I think Brett liked being on the radio. Um, and for me, it just, once I took over, it was, it's just sort of like, I don't care that much about being on the radio. Well, dude, when I was like doing, I was like, when I was doing college radio, which I did for, you know, six years, I just, dude, like the management aspect of it was the worst. It was horrible. And I know you like to poke fun at like shock jocks, like complaining about management, dude, that shit is real. Like, dude, it is horrible to have people telling you what to say. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I think it's the reason I laugh about, I poke fun at him talking to management is because I just listened to Stern today and he said, uh, Tom won't let me have a woman shoot a banana out of her pussy. And he's like really <laughs> mad about it. And I'm like, well, I mean, I get it. I never liked the naked lady stuff anyway. The, it, it just uh, didn't yeah. get, I didn't get anything out of that. I'm not going to pull over on the side of the road and jerk off or whatever. Start um, jacking it. it. <laughs> yeah. People would call yeah. in and be like, I'm pulling over on the side of the road and beating off. And it's like, I mean, what is Dude, the I would, fucking impulse to do that? I would hear that, and I'd be like, my dad's driving me to school right now. Like, yeah. okay, we're all going to start jacking off? <laughs> People don't understand. Uh, uh, Kami Mommy says, I love hearing naked women on the radio. I mean, <laughs> I, I assume there was an audience for that, but everybody I've yeah. talked to now uh has said they hated it so i don't know who the audience for that was but i think with stern it was just a tv show and honestly these guys probably just are excited i'm naking women around they they, they're not doing it for us (laughs) well i think that's what they're doing themselves what wasn't like you talked about how like private parts the book was like pretty important to you like that was pretty titillating right i love that book yeah yeah i mean reading so was miss america first... miss america was very titillating as well well that's what hit me real hard and that's why i had such a that's why it's such an influence for me hold on a second <laughs> that's why it's such an influence I, I mean i had to shut the the window because my neighbors are out there it up. Um, I read I read but, private parts when I was in sixth grade. Which I read it in was tenth. pretty. Okay. I read it in I read it in tenth grade, and I read uh, Miss America first, 
and then private parts after. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you read in reverse. I was reading, Good for you. Yeah, I just Miss America was a new. I saw it at the library as a new release. I had in school suspension and I needed something to do and I wasn't going to do homework. So uh, I had my dad take <laughs> me a book. And um, so I bought, I, I got Miss America because I don't know, it had Howard and drag on the front. I don't, I don't actually know what made me want the book, but I got it. And uh, in the first chapter, he's talking about like jerking off. And it blew. He's talking about like web. He's talking about like internet chat rooms. Yes. It blew my fucking mind. Chat room sex. You know. Yeah. And it blew my fucking mind because like when I at that time in my life, you at where I'm from. I don't I don't know. Other people have said it wasn't like that where they're from. But. uh, You you basically have to uh hide that you jerk off like you you would never want somebody to know that it's something that you do which is so weird yeah. because the, everybody's doing it you know but like um they wanted you my friends would make fun of you if they heard you jerked off one of the things they would say as an insult to you is like i'll bet you jerked off you know what i mean um, or, I'll bet you jerk off. You know, we were watching porno one time and I was like, I got to run home. Obviously I was running home to jerk off, <laughs> but, uh, they started, yeah. I told him I have to take a shit and I don't have to jerk off. I have to take a shit. But, uh, obviously that was a lie. And they all made fun of me for that. And I'm like, motherfucker, all of you are going to beat off to this later. I, I left the room, <laughs> at least. but, um, hearing reading stern say that he did it i i had just i'd never heard somebody i'd never heard somebody admit to it in my entire life and it was just this really mind-blowing thing for me and it it really really removed um a lot of guilt from from that kind of stuff yeah well it was just the guilt Um, that i had reading this adult say that he had he doesn't have that guilt just i couldn't believe it yeah. When I was like, when I started listening to Stern was so like living in Boston, South Boston, they did, uh, they broadcast Stern at night on this radio station called WBCN. So like at night it was for like six months and they started doing it in the morning. And when I first heard it, I was like blown away. And I would record every episode on a mini disc player. And I would listen to it when I got home from school. And my parents were like, so they thought I was, they, they wanted to take me to therapy because I was so obsessed with Howard Stern. And when yeah. Private Parts, the movie was being filmed and came out, they were like, dude, like they told me like, you're obsessed. And they're like, you can't, they cut off all my Howard Stern stuff. Like they were like, dude, you cannot, it's, it, no more of Howard Stern. And then I, I didn't see private parts for after a year after it came out. Oh, yeah. For me, it was like my dad hated the fact that I liked Stern, but my dad also hated the fact that I like rap. My dad also still hates the fact that I like country music and, and like, uh, uh, he, <laughs> he just thinks it's such a white trash thing to be into. I, I don't understand that at all. But like, uh, at the time he would just, you know, they they truly didn't really stop us from from doing anything. Well, they wouldn't 
they wouldn't be okay with shit, but they didn't stop us either. So he sort of just let me get into it. I didn't record it though. It was just one of those things like I'd get up, I'd listen while I was getting ready in the morning. And, uh, you know, I would try to talk my friends into turning it on in the car. Oh, but, they hated uh, it. My uh, friends hated it so much. <laughs> Them yeah. friends did not like it. <laughs> they yeah, were like, dude, this is so stupid. On. Yeah, it's talk. It's guys talking. They, uh, yeah. Yeah. And like, there'd why, be uh, like a cool thing that would happen. Remember when like the Foo Fighters were on? They did that My Hero version that was like super popular. Yes. Yes, I do. Like, like I would be like, dude, this is really good. And I'd tell my like friends to listen. Oh. They'd be like, this stinks, dog. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I bet you they ended up liking it when they got older. Like, yeah, they end up liking because every radio it. station picked it up. Yeah, yeah. but hey, can I, I uh, give I you like s- my? No, go ahead. Because I was, I'll say it after we. Hang I was going to say uh, that it's not. Um, so like I got into ONA probably right as soon as they, like they were on AAF. So like, I kind of listened and they'd have like naked girls in the studio. But then when they got syndicated to like BCN, I was like, Oh, okay. Like these guys are pretty funny. And I like, just like you, I thought like Anthony Cumia was the funniest guy ever. And I thought that like Greg Opie Hughes was like the best ship captain of all time. And yep. as soon as they were on, they were like kicked off. Yeah. yeah I that did go to, and you, you know, when you guys did your ONA Shocktober, you talked about how Opie was at the first live show back in Boston and he was like going to jump across the counter. I was at that show and it was nonviolent completely. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was the first thing that made me want to call into you was like hearing you talk about these like live events. And I was like, yeah, I was there, dude. Like it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Yeah, they see, I, I think what, what I meant by the live events is like when you were listening on the radio, I, I think maybe they had a good good idea of what they were doing. I want to, uh, Labor Kyle in the chat says, my super Protestant dad hated Bubba. I mean, that's not really fair. <laughs> uh, Bubba has said that he's an atheist, and, and I think, but like, I, well, yeah, Bubba was insanely offensive. I was going to say he's not super offensive, but he is actually... <laughs> <laughs> like very, I never heard of Bubba until he, he went to Stern. Never heard of him until he went to Stern. He was on here. Um, I was very young, and uh, my brother had it on the radio one night, QFM 96, and it was Friday, and he was doing Fat Philly Friday. And uh, <laughs> if, if that blew my mind, that's the first time I'd ever heard somebody do weed humor. So... Wow. I was just like, what the hell? This guy's on the radio. He's allowed to just talk about getting high. He also did No Panties Thursday. Like, I ended up getting really in, I, getting into him for the short amount of time he was here, but then, you know, became a partisan, obviously, uh, later on. I thought that life. the but, Manson uh, interview was so good. That Manson interview? It's fucking my God. So funny. That was so good. <laughs> I'm going to get Bubba, I think. I, 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 I think we're, we're talking about doing our our first live show in Tampa for because oh, we think shit. it's goofy and try to get Bubba <laughs> to come on the show. I said, I'll pay him a thousand dollars. 
and he'll do it and we'll have him on stage and it'll probably be wild uh so i mean yeah we're gonna do live shows next year a hundred percent there will be live shows uh we just want to do the first one i think it'll be the uh shocktober wrap-up show but done live in tampa is is i want to say that chris is so funny chris is so funny funny, you got you guys are just (laughs) i i'm like you guys kind of fill that space for me where i like used to enjoy these shock jocks and then to hear you guys kind of ripping on them like oh this is like a throwback to it it's like such a comfortable feeling to hear you guys talk about them that was the goal was to sort of make it a throwback show. I was going to actually have, um, I was going to have soundboards and stuff when I originally started. And, and the, uh, uh, the thing that me and that, uh, the opening was me. I said, I wanted, I wanted something that sounded like a, uh, shock jock was coming in. I was going to do yeah. take phone calls and, and fuck around. But I, I do think that like when me and Chris are going to start, I think we're going to start doing a lot more stuff. And uh, uh, especially I, now, I, I mean, if somebody is going to co-host this show, it's going to be him. And uh, kinda- well, I think that like in the current like climate of like radio, it's just, it's crazy that like a guy like Ron Bennington is sort of like the voice of reason. I think that's so crazy. And I also think he's like the funniest guy on the planet. He's the greatest. And I know you guys think he's that as well. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, you know, I'm online pretty, pretty hard and people rip on that show so bad and they rip on I his know. kid. And I'm just like, I'm like, dude. He is like the last surviving member of this that, you know, we all hate Opie. We all hate Anthony. Like no one likes Howard Stern. It's like people still like Ron Bennington. He's great. He is great. Everybody, uh, everybody, you know, he's, he's one to listen to. And also, yes, if the, the show, uh, before we get, before we go, cause, cause, I'm off the clock now. Yeah. Uh, the show is when this show changes on November 13th, I have like a very, a few ideas. And one of the ideas that I'm going to do that is more visual and, and obviously you'll be able to listen to it as a podcast too. And, and it, I don't think it's going to hurt the enjoyment of the podcast to to listen to it is that uh i am going to have people come in the room and what basically i'm just going to pick the first person who tells me their local radio station and we're going to bring the (laughs) website up and goof on it and i'm going to you know take calls and and (laughs) me and the callers will goof on it and maybe even talk to the person so I'm I'm adding some of that stuff to the main show too. I I, I you know I, I think I I, I want to add like little things like that to the main show. Well, Brian, thanks for having me on for like the last call. Can I plug my podcast? Yep. It's called it's called Want to Chat, and it's W A N T, the number two, and then C H A T. 
and it's a relationship podcast. And, you know, dude, I've been like a super, you know, Imus through Stern through ONA and then, you know, Ron and Fez, like, dude, I'm just like a, I'm like a talk show junkie, radio talk show junkie, but dude, I love everything you do. And, you know, it's the, you know, it's, it's a dying art form that was probably going to die out soon. Like, dude, it's yeah. like the death rattle at this point. Yeah. But, sure. uh, You're not I want to say, I mean, I want to I... say, I want to say what, no, go ahead. I, I was going to say something in <laughs> Okay. For the POD cast, you got to do the private part soundtrack. Why haven't you done that yet? Because people, I haven't, we haven't picked the episode for the bonus episode. Oh, yet okay. Because people uh, pay $50 and oh, they, okay. they get to pick. So we never get to pick. But, you know, that's something I'll keep in the back of my mind, too. Uh, okay. but yeah, well, thanks for calling. It was good to talk to you. Call back anytime. Thank you, Brian. Again, I'm going to make some kind of call in version of Shocktober. So we, we will make something. Talk happen. to everybody. Buddy. Bye. Bye. You know, I just said that like Adam Sandler. I also wanted to just say, uh, before I go, one of the other places that, uh, I really, one of the other cities that I really like to be in was um boston boston and portland uh maine both of those places were incredible so i don't want to forget about those places obviously you want to go to boston when it's warm though because you shouldn't have to deal with cold well thank you for calling in to the callers thank you to the people in the chat for talking to me through the show i am going to go lay down we are going to have um, we are going to have Karen Geyer as my co-host this week on the basement show. And then this Friday, Shocktober, Bob and Tom with, uh, with Mike Hale from your Kickstarter sucks. Couldn't, I, I, I needed somebody who would hate the corny stuff and I got him. 